0: Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Film Focus, episode ninety-one. My hopes and fears for the Mortal Kombat film. Test your mind. Test your mind. Mortal Kombat in any capacity, I have to throw that song in the beginning because it is one of the most hyped songs in the history of existence and you know there are a lot of great songs out there but Mortal Kombat, that song is synonymous with the franchise since that first film came out in 1995 and any person who likes Mortal Kombat knows about how cool this theme song is. There's a few songs that can get me as hyped up as this one and uh, yeah to give you an example, one time I was at a laser tag tournament and we lost a round just because we decided to start raving to this. Everybody in the blue team just started raving in the middle of the room. But we didn't care We were was having a session. That's what this song does to people. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersona 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And today... We are going to be talking about something that I am very, very passionate about. This is an opinion piece, but I really wanted to strike up a conversation about this, and uh, even though it's about two months later than I would have liked, there's no better time than the present to talk about it, so we are going to be having a discussion about the upcoming Mortal Kombat film. Basically, my hopes and fears for it, essentially. So, in the world of video games, Mortal Kombat is one of the most notable franchises not only in the video game genre but just in the overall pantheon of video games in general and unless you've been living under a rock for the last 20 plus years you probably would have heard of Mortal Kombat in some way shape or form. It's a very notable series just for its mythology, memorable cast and recent upswing in qualities thanks to the work that was done by Neverrealm Studios when they released Mortal Kombat 9, 10 and most recently Mortal Kombat 11. But on top of that is known for its infamous, creative, and over-the-top violence that's made it one of the most controversial franchises in media and pop culture in general. So, yeah, man, like you know, was it Mortal Kombat? It's just one of those sort of franchises that has just endured for many many years by pushing the envelope as to how fun they can make video games, but also how fun they can make violence within the video games. And because of the Mortal Kombat series, that's why we have the ESRB and video game ratings in general just because after the parents saw that stuff and the government saw it they're just like yo man we need to keep these kids safe and every so often the government parents and all these other bodies keep looking at Mortal Kombat as the cause for all these violent things to happen in the world and as much as they try to shut it down Mortal Kombat endures, it keeps coming back bigger and stronger and crazier than ever and if you've seen like the transition between Mortal Kombat 9 to 11 recently my gosh from 2011 to where we are in 2019 good gravy that series has just gotten better more violent and just chaotic as hell but there is such an attention to detail to it with the uh, overall quality of the games it's so fun and it's just great and I understand that if you're an outsider to this franchise you're probably just looking at it thinking that anybody who likes it is just some sort of I don't know sadist or just enjoys like pain and violence and just has something wrong with them but you gotta look in a little deeper there is a reason why this franchise is endured for so long and while I'm not gonna to speak to that entirely let's just say that there is a quality about it that is just undeniable so yeah in this episode we're gonna go about and talk about this new film because in 2019 after years of hoping and Ifs and maybes from the people in the film industry and the video games, Mortal Kombat is finally getting another stab at the big screen. So we've had two Mortal Kombat films in the past. One that despite its cheesy fact there is pretty fun and has been regarded as one of the best slash only video game adaptations that we've had in the you know film business in general. But then you have number two, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which by all accounts is a bloody mess. But I'm not going to lie, that film is bloody hilarious for its awfulness. Yo, man, just get some people together and watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That film is bad. But it's so fun. (laughs) But in the current modern era of video games, where storytelling is more important and has been handled with more care than before, and there's a lot more film adaptations happening left, right, and center, with video game IPs being made while not always yielding the best results, you'd think now would be a great time to have a Mortal Kombat film come out, especially considering the quality that Neverrealm Studios have put into their games. However, as I see this film being assembled in its current form, I have a few concerns. So what I'm going to do in this episode is basically go through the development hell of Mortal Kombat, you know, from Mortal Kombat Annihilation to where we are now, and then talk about my hopes and fears for the upcoming movie. So let's go back to the late 90s when Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out, after the first Mortal Kombat ended pretty much on a cliffhanger that was going to lead into the next movie, I think a lot of people were excited to see where this new Mortal Kombat film was going to go, however if you've seen that film you know exactly what you got, a film that was of lesser quality and it was just a mess some of the actors changed between movies the fight sequences weren't nearly as well choreographed as they were before the sets just looked a lot cheaper and the CGI good gravy man it has some of the most atrocious like you know was it blue screen and like you know visual effects I've ever seen put to screen and while back in the late 90's visual effects studios were still trying to find like a way to push the envelope with that kind of stuff and find out what works and what didn't You still had films like Jurassic Park showing that when you had the right effort and budget put into these things, you know, stuff could look really good. But yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation was just terrible, it was a commercial and critical failure and that squashed plans for the sequel, just like that. So then Mortal Kombat in the film department lay dormant for years, with no talk about a reboot going on for ages. And while there was a lot of talk here and there, every so often I would hear, especially when I used to follow, like, you know, certain game news, not as religiously as I do now, but when I started, back in, like, say, 2006 and seven, there was always rumblings talk about, oh, yeah, are you guys going to do another Mortal Kombat film? You'd hear from, like, you know, either Ed Boon or, like, maybe some studio that had, like, the rights to it at the time. Uh, maybe, you know, we'll think about it, but there was nothing. It was just continuous talks, ifs and maybes, but no proper traction and after the web series happened, you know, the Mortal Kombat oh crumbs, I forgot what the name of that thing is now, it wasn't Conquest, because Mortal Kombat Conquest was the name of the TV show Um, yeah, I've forgotten what it is, but after the web series came out, and then you had the second season of that, there was a lot more talk again about having a uh, Mortal Kombat film show up and the guy that was behind directing those uh, web series was supposed to, you know direct a new one, and I think that's when the series started to get some traction again around 2011 which was also around the time that Mortal Kombat 9 came out and yeah there was hope but then he dropped off the series for some reason so then we were back to square one but then in 2018 we finally got some traction again when famed horror director James Wan got involved in producing this new film and everyone was just like yo that's the dude that makes all those really cool horror movies and he's going to be attached to Mortal Kombat, where, like, you know, was it horror plays a big part in it. Just in terms of, like, you know, the atmosphere, the violence and whatnot. I'm just like, yo, this is actually a good fit. This was the first bit of, you know, was it no that this adaptation had had for a while. Everyone was just like, yo, man, there might be hope. So, we were slowly but surely waiting to hear about any additional information, but we got nothing until 2019 when we slowly started to get a few bits of information and then towards the summer everything just started to explode we got a writer we got a director and then we got our cast members slowly drip fed between like what I think June to about August and then we found out the film went into production in September and I'm like yo this is actually happening after how many years we finally have a Mortal Kombat film which is a reboot coming to the big screen in the modern era of filmmaking where you know before mortal Kombat, you know was going into production we were living in a pre-superhero world where adaptations of like uh, you know various different source materials wasn't given like you know the proper respect and only had a handful of filmmakers who were willing to go about and jump the gun and do something with it but now that we've had this sort of superhero influx in a lot of change in the way in which we see action films, sci-fi films, and stuff like that, and even video game adaptations. While you know we've only had a handful of notable ones in this recent era, like you know Tomb Raider, Warcraft, and like Assassin's Creed, all of which are just not very good. Assassin's Creed being the worst. But at the same time, you can see that there is potential now, and that there are filmmakers willing to put the effort in to go about and like you know bring these things to life. And Mortal Kombat more so than any of these franchises has. The depth, mythology, and materials to see this thing through in a really good way. So, with that being said, now I just want to present the elements of the upcoming film and try to tackle my hopes and fears for them. And they are as follows. The story, mythology, and world building. The characters. And then there's the presentation, violence, and fight choreography. So, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, join me on this little discussion where we talk about, like, you know, is it the hopes and dreams and fears I have for this franchise so without further ado let's jump in alright and now it's time to talk about the story and the interesting thing about Mortal Kombat is it's fairly simple at least when it comes to the first game, however since then they built upon the story in subsequent games, added more layers of mythology and lore, but then things started to get a little bit more complex when new characters were introduced and there was retcons and some questionable timey-wimey crazy stuff that went down especially when you're talking about Mortal Kombat 11, however the simple premise of the tournament is, you know, straightforward you have all these different people from different realms that all come together to fight in this tournament known as war combat it's held every hundred or something something years not like literally 100 i would say like you know several hundreds but basically after a certain amount of time a tournament is held just for the realms to basically fight for the freedom and keep their like you know is it realm intact from invasion from other people the tournament's held by these deities known as the Elder Gods and one of the gods is known as Raiden and he is the defender of Earthrealm. And so he assembles a group of warriors who he deems strong enough to fight in the tournament to keep Earthrealm from basically falling into the hands of Outworld, who is essentially the bad guys. And in Outworld you happen to have Shao the main bad guy of the tournament and of the series in general so yeah that's basically a very very like you know loose version of what the story is when it comes to Mortal Kombat now one of the reasons I am so excited for this new film is because I know the Mortal Kombat games have such a rich world and mythology that's just ripe for film much like comic books there are years of material to draw from but there are core elements that you can draw from that I believe casual audiences will be able to get on board with because it's fun different strange and exciting Plus, the world of Mortal Kombat is a lot easier to follow than other recent video game adaptations, especially when you just stick to the first two games. Plus, the good versus evil story, just on a larger scale, with different forces battling for supremacy over a long term period that's lasted for ages, I would say that sounds pretty interesting, you know? And I'm sure that there are people who have gotten into superhero and fantasy films that would be down for it. Especially considering the numerous locations in Earthrealm, Outworld, and the colorful cast of characters who range from humans to gods to undead races and other forms of human-like beings to monsters. Who all have distinctive looks, personalities, notable relationships, whether they're heroes or villains or both. It just has... So many potential elements for good on-screen material. That being said, the main concern I have in this department is the fact that we have a first-time writer and director attached to this film. And normally in the film industry, that's a bad sign, especially for a film of this magnitude. Now, while like you know, was it this Mortal Kombat film isn't being put on the large scale that some of these other previous adaptations have been, like say Warcraft or, like, to a degree, Assassin's Creed as well. They had a lot of, like, you know, uh, notoriety and popularity in the uh, pre-production process when they had their uh, directors and cast assembled and that kind of stuff. At the same time, when it comes to a film that you may want to, you know, expand into a franchise, you'd want someone that has a little bit more long-term, you know, uh, establishment in the industry in order to go about and like you know make these things happen that being said every so often you do have first-time writers and directors who can turn out interesting material i just don't want this to be a case of you give the keys to like you know such a rich universe to people who are you know was it very fresh who haven't had any like you know notable things under their belt beforehand and they basically squander the material you could argue yes if they fail they can start again, but considering that this is the second go-around at a Mortal Kombat live-action adaptation, you'd want them to get it right, especially, again, considering that we have films now where you have all this rich mythologies. That's mind-simplified and taken the core elements and put it to film. That's how the Marvel films have worked out so well. That's how some of the DC films have worked out decently, especially the recent ones. So it stands to reason that, you know, if you take these core elements and then put them onto screen in a good way there could be potential for more obviously but i am concerned that with these like you know first time like you know writer and director duo um they're not like a duo duo but you know as two people who are working on like you know something notable for the first time i'm just like "Mm, i don't know because yeah this franchise is just so good and I just want to see it done justice and this story could easily get convoluted or just put to screen in a very basic way and you're just looking at it like this is dumb and silly and strange and while Mortal Kombat can be all of those things at the same time it's just all about the execution and I want it to be done well. So there is potential for this to work but it has to be done in the right way and I just hope that these guys are up to the task alright now it's time to talk about the cast that we have assembled so far and this is something that I think is both a pro and a con now before I get lambasted hear me out I'm gonna talk about the primary cast members that we have right now so we have Joe talsim as Sub-Zero we have Ludi Lin as Liu Kang Makad Brooks as Jax Tadanobu Asano as Raiden I can never say his name correctly so forgive me Sissy Stringer as Melina. Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade I hope I said her last name correctly as well. You have Josh Lawson as Kano Chin Han as Shang Tsung, Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion Max Huang as Kong Lao and Alyssa Cadwell as Natara and then we have Lewis Tan who is in an undisclosed role at the moment So when it comes to this cast that's been assembled, I think it's pretty interesting. It's a uh, notable mix of people who are relatively unknown just in the grand scheme of things, though there are some people that stand out more so than others. They all have like a certain level of notoriety when it comes to films and TV. That being said, this film doesn't have any proper star power to draw in casual audiences who know nothing about Mortal Kombat. And while it's not a necessity to have... A notable star star in these films. At the same time, having at least one famous actor or martial arts star in this film would help draw certain audiences in who would probably not give this film a chance. And considering, like, you know, was it how low profile this film has been so far, it's probably just not on the radar of anybody outside of you know the video game fandom. However, one advantage you have of having an unknown cast like this is that they can make the role their own and you can see a new incarnation of the character that's different from the video games. Plus, you can't get distracted by their face because they're not a popular actor so it's not like they cast like Tom Cruise as Johnny Cage because that would be very distracting. Even though that would actually be pretty cool, at the same time it would be hard to get past Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise when he's supposed to be another person. I just hope that this cast knows what they're stepping into, because while this isn't like, you know, was it the most hardcore of roles ever, some of these characters are beloved by the community, and there are certain characters specifically that have very notable personalities, mannerisms, and, you know, when you get into characters like uh, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Liu Kang, Jax, Sonya Blade, and Raiden, they are all very core, important people that need to be depicted in a certain way. As they're the people that we will be attaching ourselves to and looking forward to seeing what they do in the future essentially. I'm sure the cast have been putting in the effort, especially um, McHad Brooks who's playing Jax. He's one of the few people that's been you know, active on social media showing his transformation into Jax and Briggs. And- seeing, like, you know, was it some of his Instagram stuff, it was like, oh, okay, this guy's actually putting in the effort, that's cool, so he'll be interested to see this new version of Jax. When it comes to the cast, the only people I'm really an- aware of is, like I said before, Mr. Brooks. You also have Joe Talzin, who I remember from Fast and Furious 6 in the first Raid movie. He, when he was announced, I'm like, okay, cool, we got one of the guys from the Raid, that's good. This guy has quality stuff, I like him, so that's great. But then you also have Hiroyuki Sanada, who I think... Of all the people here, he's probably one of the most notable, um, just because of the amount of films I've seen him in left, right, and center. He's showing up all over the place. He was even in Avengers Endgame. Unfortunately, the man got killed because he was one of the Yakuza, but that was still pretty cool, like, you know, it was it appearance for me. He's just one of the sort of guys that's always reliably good in everything that I see him in. But then you also have Chin Han, who's another one of those sort of Asian actors. who just shows up in random things like, yo, what's going on, dude? I think I mainly remember him from, was it The Dark Knight? But yeah, he's a good actor as well. So seeing him as Shang Tsung specifically was pretty cool. And also having Sonata as Scorpion. Ooh, if they get that rivalry between him and Sub-Zero correct, that would be hella cool. But then you have Asano, who I remember mainly from Thor, but also a couple other movies here and there. And when it comes to him as Raiden, he wouldn't be my first choice. And since Raiden is one of those sort of characters who has a lot of speaking to do and a lot of monologuing to do, I'm just like, Asano, like, you know, is his English skills are decent, but I'm not sure if he's going to be, like, uh, the guy that can command the screen and lay down, like, you know, some of those long-ass speeches and... uh doing a lot of that monologuing and stuff like that, because uh, Raiden does unleash a lot of wisdom, but also a lot of, like, uh, information dumping, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does that, and, yeah, I mean, everybody else seems to be fine, they look pretty interesting, but they're not really of note to me, so, yeah, um, the only person who's missing from this cast that gives me pause for concern is where the hell is Johnny Cage? Any person who knows Mortal Kombat knows that Johnny Cage is probably what in the top 5 maybe top 10 of all Mortal Kombat fan favorite characters. He has a wonderful magnetism, charisma, charm, silliness and just bravado that is undeniably fun and especially after like the last three Mortal Kombat games where we've got to see not only you know was it the uh, foolishness of Johnny Cage but also the heart and the depth of the character. Everybody's falling in love with this guy, especially after we saw him released in Mortal Kombat 11 with his uh, Really fun moveset and his fatality which is just the best So I'm looking at this cast and I'm just like where is my boy Johnny Cage? He's one of the OG seven fighters who was available in Mortal Kombat when that first game came out back in 92. Where is he? So I'm hoping he's gonna make an appearance either like you know in the film as a surprise Or he's just not been cast yet, and he's gonna be in the movie because it would be weird to have the first Mortal Kombat film you know bring everybody back you know of the main cast and not have Johnny Cage there however there is one little pause for concern that has me a little skeptical so Lewis Tan has been put in the cast but he doesn't have a role yet Johnny Cage has yet to be announced for the film yet is Lewis Tan gonna be Johnny Cage now I am concerned about that because Johnny Cage he's a very charismatic and fun character and Lewis Tan is just one of the sort of guys that just doesn't have that kind of charisma to carry that kind of uh, you know role so I'm sort of concerned you know uh, he was okay I think in uh, you know Iron Fist but that show was still just that was not good for many people in general so you know just dismissed that one but um, he wasn't bad into the badlands I didn't mind him in that but yeah Lewis tan for um, you know at least potentially being Johnny Cage one of the best Mortal Kombat characters I am concerned but whatever will happen will happen I just hope that if he does end up having the uh, titular role of Johnny Cage that he does it justice because if not the internet will come down upon him even harder than they were when I saw that he was announced to be part of the film because the amount of people that was giving him crap (laughs) it was funny but then this stuff only stays funny for so long and then it turns into vitriol so I hope the people behind this film have my boy Johnny Cage in this film and that they're going to do him justice because a Mortal Kombat film without Johnny Cage just doesn't sound like a fun one at all. All Alright, and now we move on to the presentation and this is a core element that needs to be handled correctly. It is very, very important. You have a certain level of quality that needs to be reached. Firstly, there's the violence, the key reason why I think most people will be watching this film. And while that sounds terrible, you have to understand, Mortal Kombat has built itself as a franchise that has prided itself on just pushing the nth degree of what can be done with violence. Not only in a brutal way, but in a comedic way as well. It's sort of just to show the ridiculous nature of how these people can basically just tear each other up, you know? It's just crazy. And these games are known for their iconic moves brutality and notable fatalities which are basically these super moves which are used to take each other out in crazy ways which involves all manner of crazy things from being frozen to set on fire burnt with acid, dismemberment of all parts of your body ripped in half, skin ripped from bone hearts crushed, pancreas is destroyed, all sorts of stuff, people getting stabbed, shanked thrown off you know buildings and stuff, it's mental, it's all sorts of chaos and especially when the series sort of had its uh, first sort of reboot with Mortal Kombat 9 in 2011 and then what followed in Mortal Kombat X and recently 11 this series has pretty much set the standard for what can be done and what should be expected when it comes to the creativity of violence now I don't know how far the filmmakers will be allowed to go considering that the world of film and video games is fairly different while they do have like you know age ratings that separate the uh, you know the violent stuff from the casual stuff when it comes to the MPPA and the BBFC they're very very particular about the level of violence that they will like you know display on screen and normally have the filmmakers cut it back if they deem it too crazy and films are always a little bit more I'd say accessible than video games in some cases just because like uh, when a certain film comes out and it's of a certain notoriety, everybody will want to see it, and then there will be a lot of like uh, misinformed people, whether they, you know, was it just weren't paying attention to this film beforehand, like not knowing what they were getting into, or they bring their children and then they will bitch about like, you know, uh, oh this film is too violent, I wasn't expecting this, this is going to traumatize people, and then we'll go through the whole cycle about the Mortal Kombat franchise being like, you know, was it a, a catalyst for violence and all that Palava, and if people just pay attention to what the film is beforehand then it'll be fine but at the same time it's one of those sort of cases where Mortal Kombat especially in the video games has set this crazy bar where violence is a key element of it and while I'd understand if the uh, filmmakers decided to dial it back a bit I don't want there to be you know just these really cheap-looking versions of, uh, you know, these fatalities. You're either going to have to go hard or go home, but find this sort of middle ground between being super violent and, you know, uh, upholding, like, you know, the uh, the standards of the game, but I guess trying to find a way that doesn't overly traumatize people in the cinema. And that's going to be a tricky line to uh, balance out, but hopefully they can find a decent compromise, you know? And then there's the music. The music is one of those sort of things which... While it's not a major concern, I think it's always played a key aspect of how the on screen action and awesome stuff is portrayed. And the video games have always had notable music, mainly because of the different stages that they had to deal with. But because of the more story focused stuff that Never Realm have done with their recent games, some of the music has definitely like, you know, come into play and had like a nice sort of film score quality about it. Now, while I'm not sure about who would be a good, uh, you know, composer for this film, I have brought up a few examples. So you have Brian Tyler, who's been notable for his work on the Expendables films, but also for working in the MCU while doing, you know... Thor 2 and Iron Man 2 and I think he teamed up with uh, Danny Elfman to bring the uh, film score for Avengers 2 as well. But yeah, Brian Tyler is pretty good. This guy can make on-screen action happen in a really cool way so I think his sort of energetic nature would be good for this. Then you have Junkie XL, who has done some pretty good work in recent times, especially working with Hans Zimmer on uh, Batman vs Superman now. That overall score wasn't, like, great, but there were some highlights, and he was definitely part of that. And he's worked on a few other bits and bobs here and there where I feel like his, you know, sensibilities would work, especially after Mad Max Fury Road. That one was pretty good, so, yeah. And then you have Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman's one of the sort of guys that, for as you know, medium quality as some of his work is when he's put to task he can do a lot of really interesting things uh some of my favorite stuff that he's done is Captain America the Winter Soldier he also did um the Kingsman movies I really like the one that he did for the first one Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class and even Detective Pikachu that one was pretty cool the cool thing about him as a uh composer is that he tends to uh be a bit of a chameleon. He has a certain like a notable flair and certain instrumentation that you can hear between movies that are similar but he can change his sound up and I feel like for the world of Mortal Kombat he'd be actually you know pretty decent in terms of uh, making that kind of stuff happen. But the key thing that this film would need is to bring back the Mortal Kombat theme song that was popularized by the 1995 film. That song has become synonymous with the franchise and not having it returned in this reboot would be the biggest missed opportunity ever. You heard it at the start of the episode and you know how hype it is. We just need to have all the kids of today screaming Mortal Kombat at the top of their lungs just like we did back in the 90s. It would just be the icing on the cake and it needs to happen. And then there's the fight choreography. This part of the film is absolutely crucial. And I would say is possibly just as, if not more important than the violence. I want fight sequences that are meticulous, stylish, and reminiscent of the source material. There has to be distinctive fights full of attacks that are physical and projectile based, whether you're talking about fireballs, ice blasts, shapeshifting, bicycle kicks, grapples, uppercuts, sweep kicks, lightning, and so on and so forth. And while not seeing every single you know signature move is mandatory. It would not only be cool for fans but it also make the fights more unique and fun because of the fancy punches and kicks that you get in your standard action films. It can be done well and especially with recent films you have like you know was it seen that? western uh filmmakers can put in the effort and create some really creative material and that stuff needs to be translated to the Mortal Kombat franchise because you have several characters who all have various different fight styles come from different backgrounds and it'd be cool to see how their different tactics would collide in you know one-on-one combat you know my main area of concern is that we'll end up with decent or worse substandard fight scenes that Don't do the film justice. Ideally you want people that have worked in the industry for a while or at least have an interest in martial arts slash action films. And as far as I'm aware there's no notable stunt people working on this film. Now I could be wrong and probably towards the time that the film gets released there'll probably be additional information but there doesn't seem to be any people Of, like, you know, a noble stunt team that are being, you know, put in this film. And it feels like a missed opportunity, in my opinion, not to have anybody that worked on the John Wick or Raid films to help, like, you know, was it at least direct or handle the choreography? And yeah, again, like, you know, is it the John Wick and Raid films, and to a degree, some of the stuff that Marvel have done with uh, some of their films have shown that. Fight choreography when put to screen with the right characters can be some of the most delicious material ever and I want that for Mortal Kombat more so than any other material that I've seen so far because this series lends itself so well to that. And again, with the amount of effort that like uh, Neverrealm had put into, especially Mortal Kombat 10 and 11, and the hand-to-hand combat that went down, especially during the fight scenes and some of that stuff that went down in the quick-time event stuff in the story mode, it needs to be done. It needs to be A1. But at the same time, I have to assume that with all the uh, effort that they're putting into the film that they at least have some idea of how to create something interesting because they wouldn't have signed up to this project if they didn't have at least an idea of how cool they wanted to make their action sequences. So I want to have faith and I want to believe that they're going to do a good job, but we'll see. Alright, and now that leads us to the conclusion. What I want from a Mortal Kombat film is fairly simple. I just want an action film with a solid story, cool mythology, memorable characters, and badass, gory action sequences. I don't think that's too much to ask, considering the technology, filming techniques, and stunt workers we have working in the film industry today. And yet this film still gives me reason to be very, very concerned. But at the same time... I know as an adaptation there will be liberties taken and not everything needs to be translated into film. I just want the cast to be memorable and I want the fight character to be on point and I want the violence to be satisfactory. And if this thing works in a good way we could finally have that upswing that the video game film adaptation really really needs because several times in the last three years specifically we thought that the video game series was turning around, we thought it was happening with Warcraft, no. thought it was happening with Assassin's Creed, no. Thought it was happening with Tomb Raider, and that film was barely decent, but ripped away so many cool elements from the video game where it was just like another generic action movie. But some people seem to like that film, and it's getting a sequel, so yay! The only other video game adaptation that is far along in, like, you know, was it in existence, is the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And after that first trailer, I was, you know, ready just to bury my head in the sand and just give up. But the new trailer that came out recently today, actually of recording this podcast, gives me reason to think that it won't be a complete dumpster fire. They've redesigned the character, and he looks very pretty. Like you know, compared to the other one, if you could do a side by side comparison, it's god awful. But yeah, no, World Combat seems to be the next major video game release on the horizon, and if Sonic fails, which he could do middling on the road at best, um. We'll see. Oh yeah, I forgot about Detective Pikachu. Um, Detective Pikachu depends on where you uh, fall when it comes to Pokemon. Most people said that if you weren't a Pokemon fan, it was just an okay movie. But if you knew about the Pokemon franchise, it was pretty decent. I would say that was a decent adaptation. And beyond Mortal Kombat 95, I would say that that film was probably my favorite video game film that exists right now. But yeah, Mortal Kombat has the potential to be something special. And if it works, we could spawn... A whole franchise out of this thing, bringing in all manner of different characters and expanding the lore, expanding the worlds, going to different realms and getting super funky with this stuff, sort of in the way in which Marvel started to transition into more crazy stuff when you got from phase one to two to three. Mortal Kombat, by the time we get to like, you know, was it some of these crazy god based characters with the crazy war related stuff that happened in Armageddon? That would be insane. But firstly, we need to get this first film off the ground, and I want it to succeed so bad because the Mortal Kombat franchise is so fun, and it's so crazy, and I want more people to know about it. So here's hoping, man. I've got my fingers crossed for this film. So yeah, that's me done. Hopefully you found my ramblings of interest, and if you have any thoughts about like you know, the upcoming film or anything that I've talked about, Please be sure to drop them in the comment section below, or holler at me on Twitter while I'm at Hypersonic Fifty Five or at Film Focus Fifty Five, or you can drop me a comment on the Film Focus uh, Facebook page, which I will leave in the description below. But yeah, just I want to have a talk about this film because it's currently filming. It probably will be filming for at least I don't know, maybe a few more weeks, maybe another month, because average filming time for most films is like what two to three months and then you got post-production probably won't see any uh what trailer based material until maybe next summer but hopefully we'll see something because this film is set to come out what march 2021 so that's my birthday month i think it's march 5th yeah march 5th so that'll be like what 25 days before my birthday yeah you know when my birthday is now so please be sure to send me presents and like, kind wishes when that day comes around. <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop rambling now. But um, yeah, be sh- sure to follow the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give me some ratings, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, uh, again, any thoughts about Mortal Kombat, just holler at me. But that'll bring another episode of Film Focus to a close. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you are appreciated. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. So until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. Thank you